You're listening to the Worst of the Worst podcast with me, Matty. And me, Matt. And John. Today we're going to be talking about the worst cult. You could say Marvel is a cult, man. I don't I don't think Marvel's that good, but if you say Marvel's not that good, or like Star Wars, if you say Star Wars isn't that good, and I don't think Star Wars is that good, people look at you funny. But I also disagree in the sense because no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Like, the, the original trilogy is the Bible and everything that comes after and before. We want something new. Give us something new. Oh, but this is, this <laughs> this is, is not, not what, what I, I wanted. wanted. <laughs> oh. This is too new. It's so different. I know. And then we give them what you want. So, like, episode seven is like, ah, oh, this is the same this as episode the same. four. It's the same thing over again. <laughs> what do they want? Do they just want Harrison Ford to come back out and do his thing? They... They want women to be subservient and to like never have to work a day in their life. That's what they want. My cult. Everybody who is a thinking person already is aware of this organization. Uh, we already know it's a cult. What makes my organization or cult the worst, in my opinion, is that it is uh, allowed to operate in plain sight. It mm. is the only major cult that I know of that is uh, allowed to continue its practices to this very day to this day indefinitely this is the only thing that I've researched uh, for this podcast and I use the term research lightly that I thought maybe I shouldn't talk about this because they can literally come after us <laughs> they could. They, it's terrifying. Yeah, right. I was I was thinking, you know They could be listening right now. If we if we had more time, I might have chosen a different organization. So mine is the Church of Scientology. Ooh. Of course. Of course. That is like I said, I think they're the worst because they are one, hiding in plain sight. Everyone knows they suck except for them, and they are still allowed to continue doing what they're doing. Mm. Uh, no repercussions. Two they are very modern. Uh, they're very much still with us. Yeah, yeah the churches still exist around Still the with world. us. So the um, most of my research has been um, done through watching or reading uh, Going Clear, which is a documentary, uh, a, a book, uh, Going Clear by Lawrence Wright. So essentially, he makes, a, I think, a pretty compelling case that Scientology is extremely damaging, and not just because it's... Um, it's modern, but the way it's allowed to operate, the way it's allowed to operate is, is insane in this, in this modern world, it perpetuates itself. So while it might not have the body count of the, of the cults, um, like, like your Anabaptists or, or Matt's, it doesn't need a body count because violence isn't the goal. Yeah. Violence is just a means to the goal, which seems to be money yeah. for David Miscavige. And initially L. Ron Hubbard. And initially L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, exactly. So L. Ron Hubbard, I believe still holds the Guinness record for most books published. He was a science fiction writer um, oh. during the age of Pulp Fiction, so he would just churn out science fiction all day. So he's a, got a fantastic imagination. Was he any good at it? He seemed pretty popular. So, I mean, I, I, I've read that critics thought he's it was very run-of-the-mill, very average. He wasn't successful by any means. Like, he wasn't raking in the dough from his science fiction novels. He was just, like, he would publish for magazines and, like, science fiction uh, novels like you know like anthologies yeah like he wasn't the most i don't know well-known science he's no writer. he's no isaac asimov yeah yeah and is it significant that he's a sci-fi writer oh yes 100 percent. like am i a complete gobshite for saying that scientology is a sci-fi novel <laughs> it, not at all not at all we'll get we'll get into that um i don't want to get too much into the theology because it's 
absolutely batshit crazy. But um, so he, so he, so he, uh, he, he uh, was a prolific sci-fi writer, right? Yeah. He gets, he goes into World War II. He is uh, discharged, he's re- or sorry, he's relieved of command from his post because he yeah. fires on some some Mexican islands. He shoots on a log floating in the Pacific. He he's. Well, so he, he's just bad at his job. He's just incompetent, right? He's incompetent. Um, he got involved with some cults in in Los Angeles, and he's he's a science fiction writer. So he he decided the way to really make money is to make a religion. And was he open about that? There's a famous quote from him saying, "There's no real money in writing science fiction. The real way to make money is to start a religion." So if you're a follower of that religion or cult, whatever you want to call it, and you know he said that. How, Donald Trump said can he you... loved uneducated people. Yeah, yeah. You, you know when you yeah. when you when you want to believe something, you it doesn't really matter. Yeah. what they yeah. what they say. He seemed so. He wrote this book called Dianetics in the 1950s. Hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, in, in the 90s, I remember seeing ads for Dianetics on TV. Really? So it the... was like a they called it a guidebook to the human mind. Dianetics, a, a guide to the human mind. I yeah. remember being like, "Mom, we should get that." These, <laughs> that sounds are, good. Yeah, these are they're they're big questions, right? They ask big things, and you know, I yeah, these guys got the answers. You know, don't we? Shouldn't we at least look into it? You know what I mean? And um, my mom was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> let me stop you there. Yeah, we're no, we're not. Let's, let's she wouldn't let you watch The Simpsons, but she also wouldn't let you read Dianetics. You know, she had her standards. She she had her she had her standards. Um, yeah, as she as she does today. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, good on, good on her for that. Thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that one. Uh, so he so he wrote Dianetics in the fifties, I believe it was yeah early fifties, and he was raking in a lot of money from these talks. He give a lot lots of talks, like five hundred dollars in the fifties. So sorry, Dianetics is like his like his manifesto, like essentially, his... uh, yeah. Think of it as the Scientology Bible. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's openly saying this isn't fiction. This is this is religion. Because essentially, what Dianetics is is a self-help book. He's oh. straight away. He's straight away from science fiction at this point. Now he's writing a self-help book. Essentially, okay. Essentially, a self-help book. What I've read makes a convincing argument that he genuinely believed his own stuff. He wrote to the uh, American Psychological Association. Um, trying to get his work out there, yeah, and they didn't really seem to know what to make of it. It seemed mostly gobbledygook, <laughs> just batshit crazy um, writings. But um, this, what they call sessions, um, what they would do for all initiates, they hook you up to a machine. What, what remember what it's called, Matt? E-meter readers, something. E-meter, thank yeah, you. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Essentially, hook you up and, and measure certain fields of energy coming off your body. But it's essentially therapy. Okay. Essentially, just you, you just you just talk about traumatic experiences in your life. But you're like hooked up to a machine while you're doing so it. So basically, it's like you're almost doing a lie detector test. You're holding onto these two poles, and these two poles are meant to like again, like what John said, like measure your your bodily energy, and then you just have to almost confess your deepest, darkest secrets as a form of therapy, and like you unloading that onto your uh, session master or whoever was running the session, that that was your form of therapy. It was like almost confession in a sense. So think of it as, think of it as therapy or a confessional, but without any of the legal protections that a patient for a therapist or at a church would have. Was this done with any kind of 
calculated malicious purpose like we're going to use this information against you or was it for we will get into that we will get into that um in the 50s he develops these these essentially it's there's courses right so every level that you go on to the next step of scientology there's more and more money right more and more money um in the 60s he ends up fleeing america and he sails around why does he flee because he's a fleeing tax evasion is my understanding uh, fraud yeah um and he goes to the Canary Islands, essentially, and he calls his most devout followers to the Canary Islands with him. They're called the Sea Org, or Sea Organization. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and they go around to different ports in the Mediterranean and recruit people. One of the punishments at the Sea Org, because um, it became increasingly dictatorial, uh, was to just be thrown overboard, literally from 30, 35 feet. Just um, what kind of stuff would you do that would, that would displease... The Scientology overlord. Question him. Basically, it was anything that would speak out against yeah. Scientology. If you had the slightest thoughts that what you were doing was not in the line of Scientology's goals, you were, you were speaking out against the church and you would be punished accordingly. And what's the pull? You know, when they're going and recruiting new members, what what's the pull? What are they saying to them? So, I, I didn't want to get too much into theology because I, I'm probably not going to do it justice, whatever that means. But... One half of your brain is super analytical, like a perfect computer. Yeah. And one half of your brain is reactive and emotional mm-hmm. and essentially fucks up the other half. Mm-hmm. By doing these sessions, you can eventually, what they call, you can, you, you can go clear. You can make it so that the analytical part of your brain is the only thing that's operating. Okay. So you can essentially become perfect. Um, is, is, is the way it's the way it's portrayed. You can go clear. But there are always more levels for you to, to reach, right? So, is this religion like a human religion? It's about you and your own self-help, or is it is it a godly religion? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Initially, so, yes. And So, originally, yes. It is very much self-help. They can make all your dreams come true. Yeah. Right? L. Ron Hubbard finally smuggles himself back into, into the States. So, at, at a certain point, all these countries in the Mediterranean say, hey, you're not welcome Go, go fuck off. So he goes back to the States and he's in hiding this whole time. He does not appear publicly as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this guy, L. Ron Hubbard, I should have said this earlier, he is, um, besides just being a science fiction writer, he has, you know, had a wife and daughter and abandoned them. He has taken money from their bank accounts. He is objectively not the nicest guy. Yeah. Right? Objectively yeah. Not, a, not, not, a, not a great dude. He lies about his military service. He says he's a war hero when he is... Literally the opposite of a war hero. A lot of the stories he tells down the line, you can factually prove him wrong. Like everything he said he's done, almost all the achievements that he had received that he had claimed have all been proven wrong later in life. Like everything he said is just a complete fucking farce. But, but, I want to state that in fairness to L. Ron Hubbard, he did seem to believe his own bullshit. He did seem to believe it, in uh, going clear, somebody makes a very good point that he could have taken the money and run many times. But what about the power? Well, I mean, he, he with money is power, right? He could have he could have gone somewhere. He he so he chose when he came back to the states. They started operating in Hollywood, and it was a conscious effort to make celebrities ambassadors for Scientology. Very conscious effort, and um, people started to move higher and higher up in the in the Sea Org and throughout Scientology. 
And when they get to, I believe it's OT2 is the... This is a level in the faith. And you have to pay to reach these levels. Hundreds or, or thousands of dollars. Literally, you, you mortgage your houses. Like, there is only money that gets you through these levels. And what do you gain? Resources. Like, the, the study materials, that's what you get... Like so, you pay for the study materials so that you can prove that you're worthy. Oh, so it's it. like we'll show you the first chapter of the Bible. Yes, but if you want the second chapter, exactly. Yes, yeah, exactly. That exactly. is it. Fuck you it pay. Out. You pay for pay per view. Um, <laughs> and you could have been in Scientology for years, years, right? Spent hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, uh, on it, and you still it's 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 at this point in in this stage in your Scientology career, it's essentially just the self help. Thing. It's a community. Yep. Um, there's not a whole lot of theology. You yeah. get to, I believe it's OT2. Scientologists, please correct me if I'm wrong. You get to OT2, and at least in Going Clear, they talk about getting, uh, I'm sure now it's not the same physical copy, but a, a copy of L. Ron Hubbard's handwritten work. Yes. And essentially, the theology, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it justice for how fucking nuts it is, but it, it reads like something that L. Ron Hubbard would have written in the in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. Essentially, there is a there is an alien world, overpopulated, Xenu, the Emperor. And this comes after Scientology's first like created or thought of. It doesn't start off with this creation story. No. So yeah. you only get to learn about these alien worlds and the overlord Xenu when you get to like OT level six, seven, right. eight. Like you don't even know that the overlord Xenu exists. There's something appealing to that. If the idea is like, there's always more knowledge to learn. Yeah. Like we've got more to reveal if you just pay the money and get the access. There's something to that, isn't there? That's going to be is, appealing to people. Is, but there's also something. There's also something to be said about um, in in going clear. I can't remember which 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 person makes a good point that if you ask any member of a major religion to describe their religion to you within uh, in, in a nutshell they can do it within a minute yeah right? they, they can they can get the basic points yeah in Scientology you can you could be involved for years before you really get the theology and the theology so it just so the alien world Emperor Zenu decides to deal with overpopulation by what he like freezes people he freezes people, takes them to Earth, which is a pl- prison planet, drops them into volcanoes, which theoretically in this in this theology existed, you know, millions of years before they before we know they did. Yeah. Drops them in the volcano, drops a bombs onto them because th- you need to do that. Uh, of course, of course, you have to. I mean, that's realistically you don't just need to freeze them or send them to a prison planet. You also drop an a bomb on them. It, <laughs> that's how you sounds deal with things. pretty watertight to me. And obviously the aliens have A bombs. Obviously. Well so well they, they, they live in a society very similar to the fifties. Don't you know? Of course. Don't you know? Of course. Ob- I mean, obviously. So you yeah. so all this is true, right? And then the the spirits of these A bombed aliens essentially enters a an infant's body at the time of birth. The Thetans. The Thetans, thank you. The Thetans. So sometimes you can <laughs> Right. So you can be Fuck me. So you can be you can be entered or penetrated, if you will, by thousands of Thetans, potentially. So potentially I'd love to be entered by yeah. a thousand Thetans. So potentially, mm. Maddie, you've been penetrated by thousands of Thetans and you have no idea. 
I feel them in me gut. <laughs> all of the bad feelings you have are these thetans, and you need to find them. It's all starting <laughs> to make sense. You got to find them and remove them. It, it makes total sense when you think about it. Most people don't really want to, you know, they're not smart enough to comprehend exactly, yeah. that they're really being tortured by the souls of dead aliens. I didn't realize I'd be converted. This, <laughs> yeah, this was not but, my intention for tonight. But where do I sign up? Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's the theology, but again, you don't you don't know this until you've until you're very invested, right? Yeah. Until all your friends are Scientologists, until you spent hundreds of dollars on it, hundreds um, of thousands, close to least, at least. Um, one of the one of the uh, I believe his name is Paul Paul Haggis. Paul, uh, uh, there's a famous director in Going Clear who talks about when he first when he reached the stage and read this document by L. Ron Hubbard. He literally, he thought that it was a sanity test. Like, you were supposed to reject it. That was his first thought, was this can't... Because it's so ludicrous, it's so ridiculous. Clearly, if you believe this, you're not fit for Scientology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> that's the theology that they are actually peddling. So, if you're not rich, can you be a member of this religion? Can you yes. access it? Yeah. The hardcore members of Scientology... What they call the Sea Org started in the, in the sixties as the people on Ron Hubbard's boats um, going across the Mediterranean. The Sea Org they are estimated at the at the time of the book and documentary to make between six and forty cents an hour. And the shit oh. they're doing on these boats is proper manual labor, like you're scrubbing down floors with toothbrushes. Why? Because it, you can get closer to L. Ron Hubbard and being going clear and... Meeting Xenu. Meeting Xenu, or whatever. You don't need to be rich to be a Scientologist. You can be part of the C organization, where you're essentially slave labor. Just to interject here, if I do remember correctly, you, in order to join the C org, because you can obviously be a part of Scientology and not be in the C org, but in order to be part of the Sea Org, you need to sign a billion-year contract. Yeah, I believe it was a billion year. <laughs> a billion-year billion contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it was a billion year. Something, something similar. To, yeah, it, it's <laughs> for an insane amount of time. In the seventies, Elron goes. They go to California, right, and they make a conscious effort to have celebrities be ambassadors to to the cause. Um, and one of the big ones is John Travolta. Yep. Oh. Right, John Travolta. He's, I believe he's still a Scientologist to this day. They make a really conscious effort to get famous people to become Scientologists and pitch them. Will and Jada Smith also donated a bunch of money towards Scientology schools or schools in the Scientology cult. Even though they're not Scientologists themselves, they donated money towards it. That lead actress from Handmaid's Tale, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, she's a Scientologist. And I don't know if you remember that 80s show with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember the, the frizzy-haired stoner? Yeah. Danny Masterson. He's a Scientologist, and he's recently been implicated in a bunch of sexual assault charges through Scientology. The Scientology church is helping his defense case. I'm not sure if it's clear mm. now. I haven't followed up. He's a Scientologist, too. So is there, like, a networking element to this? Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. So... Yeah, you you give them a t you give them tons of money, right? You build connections. They they will make things or they can make things happen for you. Yeah, you are you are essentially telling them in these sessions your deepest darkest secrets, and they're always asking you to go deeper, find more things. Always, they they are goading you 
into giving you all of your info. And these sessions are all recorded. Chrissy smile. And stored. All recorded. So, hey, you know what? I think this is kind of bullshit. I'm going to go. Well, okay. But we're going to tell everyone about the time you dreamt you're going to fuck your mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? They like, just have a shit ton of blackmail on you all the time from these e-meter sessions. So I understand that. What I don't understand is if that's such a well-known practice, why does it get new recruits? People search for a greater need to belong and Scientology is incredibly welcoming because they don't preach theology, and like John said, at the lower levels. They preach that you can find happiness, true happiness, without having to follow a certain religion. Yeah. It's like you find it within yourself. And a lot of people are like, wow, I would love that. I would love to be able to be a better person through whatever means you're about to offer me. And you do a couple sessions, it probably feels great. You know, therapy can feel really, really good to get the stuff off your chest. Get the stuff off your chest, there's, yeah. There's stuff to it psychologically at the lower levels. It's not completely... It's not mumbo-jumbo from the start. No, there's a therapeutic element towards it. And a lot of Scientologists will probably to this day claim that it's helped them and absolutely changed their lives. It probably has helped people initially. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. That, but that's just, that's just the start, right? Um, L. Ron Hubbard didn't leave us a session plan. This guy, David Miscavige, was a Scientologist since he was 11. Whoa. And he steps into the breach, essentially. Here's where it gets, it gets way worse. So, Can I just ask, as sure. a Scientologist, do you live a normal life and yeah. you're just a Scientologist on top of it? Or is your life, like, completely pervaded by this? So there are two types of Scientologists. So they're you do get the people that live day-to-day lives as Scientologists. But then if you join the Sea Org as one of their like military members, you go onto the boats and you work as a Sea Org member right. scrubbing floors with toothbrushes. And That's still a thing. It's, the Sea Org is, is still a thing. In the 80s, there were uh, a number of lawsuits against Scientology for reasons such as having a place called the, Re- the Rehabilitation Project Force there was a floor uh, in their Scientology center in L.A. where essentially it was like a, it was like a prison. You worked it was what thirty hours on, three hours off. Yep. Um, so if you were and you if, signed up for this, you signed up for this. They didn't they didn't say here signed to go to the the R- RPF, but you're part of the you're part of the church. You've you've wronged them. You've wronged us. You you need to be rehabilitated. This is how we're gonna rehabilitate you. Yeah. Right yeah. through this through this through this labor. And and um, I believe the FBI raided Scientology in the in the in the 80s, maybe it was the late 70s. And did they raid them just because they thought that they were a tax evasion, human trafficking, oh, et cetera, et cetera. So shit's hitting the fan um, when David Miscavige takes over in in 86, and um, by I believe it's 1993, they owe over a billion dollars in back taxes because D- L. Ron Hubbard has refused to pay taxes because they are they are a religion in his mind and does he make a lot of money off this yes all the money all the money all the money because remember every level of Scientology requires a greater investment Mm -hmm. every level constantly Um, but at this time it's not it's not um, it's not tax free your donations so uh, and, and and they're I, I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but at the time that the tax bill would have bankrupted 
Scientology. Had they paid what they owed the IRS in the United States alone, would have bankrupted them. And did they get away with it? Yes. So it was existential crisis, right? What they decided to do was Operation, I believe, was called Snow White. Operation Snow White, yep. Uh, over 2,400 lawsuits to the IRS from different uh, members of the church. And their whole point was L. Ron Hubbard was very specific and you always attack, you never defend. So they went it's after... A fair game. A fair game, exactly, a fair game. Everything that does not help the church, everything that doesn't allow people to get better is fair game. Always attack, never defend. So they, 2,400 lawsuits against the IRS and they just, they decided, they decided to take down the IRS and it worked. How the fuck did they take down the IRS? So I know that they had two agents that had been implanted in the IRS and they had managed to infiltrate so deep into the system that they had managed to get all of the information that the IRS had on Scientology and in attempt to wipe it clean, they had managed to get Scientology uh, tax-exempt status as a religion. So with these agents, they're like, what, they've got themselves in high positions? High positions in the IRS, they're just members of the church that have now... IRS is like a tax agency in America? The Internal Revenue Service. And yeah, they managed to become tax exempt. They had suspected that up to about 500 agents across the globe had managed to put themselves into positions in tax services around the world or tax organizations around the world to try and get Scientology exempt as a religion. So the, the main the main difference between a, a, a cult and a religion, right, is what the IRS determines. If the IRS determines that you are a religion, you get First Amendment rights, which essentially means that you don't pay taxes and the government can't go after you. Really can't touch you. Yeah. As long as it is an inter-religion or, or like inter-church deal. Yeah. Uh, an outside party could sue for whatever reason, but as long as it's within the church, yeah, it's it's church practice, sorry. But they didn't get tax exempt legally, of course. Like, this was all done. Well, so in 93, in 93 they essentially tell the IRS, hey, we, we will drop these 2,400 charges against you if you... And they big PR campaign, right? They're going, they're going full court press here. If you if you drop these charges, or we will drop these charges if you grant us status of religion. If you if you if you know, drop our, our our tax debt and let us go so free. Scientology has charges against the IRS. They've been in there that deep that they have found criminal activity from them. It was two hundred two thousand four hundred charges on anything that that they thought they could get the IRS on for individuals in, in Scientology. Right. The church is like, they're just trying to bog them down. It's the classic Steve Bannon move, flood the zone with shit, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? There is going to be so much shit coming at the IRS. They will not be able to tell heads from tails and, and they're going to want it to go away, Yeah, right? They don't, they don't have the resources. They don't have the time. They don't have the people. They will, they will stop. And it worked. It, it, it worked. They, they told them that they would drop the charges if they would be granted, uh, you know, a religious status of, as a religious organization, and uh, it worked. So the so IRS, are they still tax exempt? They are tax exempt to this to day. To this day, yeah. They're, that's fucking atrocious. That it's public knowledge that the only reason they're tax exempt is because they've got dirt. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. hundred percent. It's not even. It's not even dirt. It's literally just. I mean, yeah, the IRS isn't perfect, sure, but it's not even dirt. It's like we just have the resources to. 
to slow you down, right? They also have a, like a policy called fair game, if yeah. I'm right. So basically, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't researched this in a while, but let's say you've left the church or you're speaking out against the church, or even if you're an outsider investigating in, they have a policy called fair game where their members can basically go after you and use whatever means necessary to silence you. And that's part of the church's policy. It's called fair game. If someone speaks out against the church, you can do whatever the fuck you want to them in order to silence them. That's another common theme with cults, isn't it? It's like, if you are against us, if you're not with us, you're against us. And 100%. We will yeah, because you. we are so right. How could you, if, you're, if, you, if you don't like us, then you must be evil. But right. I mean, even if you're a family member, let's say you come to the conclusion like, ah, Scientology might not be the thing for me. I guess I'm leaving. If your whole family is part of Scientology, they are forced to cut ties with you. You cannot speak to your family if they leave Scientology. And if you leave Scientology, you cannot speak to your family. They will cut you off and disown you. You lose all ties, all connections with anyone that was ever part of your community, your upbringing. You have to leave them go. That's just the way it is. They're a suppressive person. Yeah, absolutely. They're a suppressive person. So they're, they're out against, they're, they're, they're out to get you. So you need to cut all ties. Close relations with families are destroyed and ruined by Scientology because of this. And it also it also made lots of these lawsuits. Um, they did have to pay a large fine in Oregon for uh, different abuses. But in general, um, because they're now a religious organization, all these lawsuits against them disappear because it's a it's a it's a religious thing, and it's no longer no longer considered. Uh, fair game for the FBI. So they're being very successful in what they've tried to do. That's that is in my opinion why they are the worst cult because they are this is my this is my opposite argument from last uh from the serial killer podcast. They are the worst because they are the best at it. They are really good at it. They're really good at it. So um most most religious organizations they need to show that they are contributing to their the faithful in some way. That's how they can prove that they are a religious organization that they're actually giving something um, and the way Scientology has chosen to do to show their generosity is by buying massive amounts of real estate in very high demand areas Clearwater one of them all around the world so they have at, at, in, a, in a 2015 they had at least several billion dollars in assets Physical and liquid. But like anecdotally, a lot of people say they'll drive through these like Scientology owned towns or areas and they're just at the moment just like abandoned ghost towns. Like it's eerie to drive through and then the few so, people that are there are like people standing outside churches like making sure you don't look in or maybe making sure you're not getting too close to the church or on the opposite end of the spectrum like, oh, do you want to join Scientology? So there are Scientology towns. So there's a town, I don't, I'm not sure in which state in the states it is, but there's a town called Clearwater, which is a Scientology town. The cops are Scientologists. The doctors are Scientologists. Everyone that live there are Scientologists. Oh my it's, God. It's scary. And is it, did everybody who wasn't a Scientologist leave and everyone who was arrived or did the city just get converted? I, th I think it's probably the former. I think, look, it's probably a combination of both. But it could be one of those situations where they just bought up a massive land and then the congregation moved there. 
We'd have to fact check this to be sure. That's but. amazing, though, that there's a town of Scientology. I had no idea. Yeah, Clearwater, look it up. It's, it's, it's quite eerie. But, like, let's say you've shown a slight interest in Scientology or you are a former Scientologist. They will track you down for the rest of your life. People have changed names, changed states, changed phone numbers, changed email addresses, and Scientology still tracks you down and sends you these letters and sends you these emails just preaching Scientology. Like, they, they have this weird network where they're able to find you no matter where you are, who you are, wherever you are on the planet, they can find you and they're still monitoring you. They have people on Reddit. They literally have people on Reddit and social media and their whole job is to monitor social media to make sure no one's speaking out against Scientology. And if you do, that gets reported back to David Miscavige and the church and then that tries to get taken down. They're fucking terrifying. They, yeah, they, they are genuinely, genuinely scary. So there's, there's, um, people wonder why a lot of these celebrities stay with them. Well, it's because the church knows everything, everything yeah. about them, will destroy them or harass them mercilessly until, you know, just harass you forever. Yeah. Um, but it's, it goes, it goes beyond blackmail and harassment. Um, so this guy, David Miscavige, um, whether he's a true believer or not, I, I genuinely don't know. That's not, not for me to say. Um, but he's become increasingly paranoid and he sent uh, lots of the higher ranking members of the state organization to uh, um, a place called The Hole mm. uh, in, their, in their compound in, in uh, California yeah. where horrific conditions, you know, uh, overexposure, uh, you know, basically starving, ants everywhere, just horrific conditions. People have spent years of their life in the whole, essentially almost like Soviet-style self-criticism, right? Well, why is this to, to police them? Like To police them, to... to Punish to assert, defectors. To assert control over the organization, right? If you did something wrong, you are here for a reason, you need to tell us why, right? Wow. That That level of... And um, so some people um, spent, have spent years and years of their lives in, in, in the whole... Um, uh, they they claim that David Miscavige himself has publicly or has assaulted them at these. I mean, horrific, savage beatings, savage beatings at 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 a, at a at a minimum. He talks about one thing. The documentary talks about uh, is a game of musical chairs where the last person standing um has to, has to leave the hole, and people are fighting to stay in the hole because they are a believer and they they will do any. They they are clawing each other's eyes out to be to be allowed to stay in these prison conditions. Wow. They are truly fucking manipulated yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so so this is and this is all allowed to happen legally. Legally, yeah. All yeah. legally allowed to to carry to go on, right? That's that's why they are the worst cult, because they have gamed the system so successfully that they really cannot be really cannot be touched. Do you think this is at its core, just a money-making scheme? Or is there something more to it than that? I don't want to psychoanalyze people who I've never spoken to or met. Yeah. Um, in the in the documentary and book, they they think that L. Ron Hubbard um, was really psychoanalyzing himself, and they think that at least the self-help stuff is really an attempt, a genuine attempt to make sense of his own mind. Right, um, right. Whether David Miscavige believes any of it, I have no I, I have no idea. 
Um, he is the Jan van Leyden to the Jan Matthias. He's been in it since he was 11, right? He was also uh, Elrond's like prodigy. If he was say. he was he was a prodigy at um at the the sessions. He was, yes. he was he was he was he went clear very quickly as they would say, but I don't yeah. my understanding is that Elrond Hubbard never left a succession plan. No. Um David Miscavige was just he was the man who he fought engineered to his way to the top. Engineer, engineered and now he will he will keep it to the top. Um so one of the things they talk about um, in the documentary. Lots of people in the Sea Org eventually left after years in the hole. They're like, "Okay, we're 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 done with this." After you know decades of of mental abuse, and um, Anderson Cooper has a segment where all of the their wives come on to defend Scientology, and the wives will repeat the same talking points between themselves, almost word for word, because they have been coached and yeah. trained and. Literally, yeah, like you say, coach. Sorry. When they're done, they go right back to the hole, right? This like prison environment where it's just horrific abuse, right? Like th- that's how that's how. I mean, it really is. It really is brainwashing, right? What do you think is Scientology's overall goal? Money, and perpetuating itself. Yeah. As far as I know, it seems to be money. You know what I mean? They, they if as far as charitable works, I don't know about anything they've done that's charitable. As far as as far as beneficial causes. Charities? I don't know of anything. Do you? And I know it's not our place to say, but do you think people who follow this believe in any of the doctrine? Or do you think that's just a side thought and it's about something different? I think on a lower level, like if you're one of the OT1, OT2 Scientologists, like you truly believe in what you're studying and what you're following. As you get high up the levels, the more you found out, I think you like get promoted to the higher ranks and then you start seeing like other benefits of it whether it be financial benefits, power benefits. It's a very complex, messy web of a fucking religion. It's hard to say that there's one ideal goal, I think. It really, for, for a member, it can be a huge benefit, right? It can be a huge benefit. Um, if, you are, if you are valuable and important, they will take care of you. Um, if Tom Cruise wants a new limo, they said the Sea Org will build it for them. Things like that, right? If, if, if you know, essentially, it's almost slave labor. Like, I don't want to toss the term slave around too too flippantly, but people who are doing labor for 40 cents an hour is, uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty bleak. If you, you had know? to put your money on it, is Tom Cruise a Scientologist because he's being blackmailed or does he believe it? Because he's being blackmailed or, or because he, I, I think there's a third option. He's being blackmailed, he believes it or he benefits from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has made it public that he's taken a step away from it to reconnect with his children or reconnect with his daughters. So I'm not sure how deep in it he is currently, but he's made it public that he's like, Whoa, I've, I've, I was a Scientologist. Maybe he still is, but his goal now is to reconnect with family that he had to basically cut off because he was a Scientologist. Like uh, Katie Holmes managed to escape Scientology. Sci- like, they were only introduced through Scientology. He was basically given Katie Holmes as his wife. That's because that's what they do. They arrange managers. I mean, if Tom Cruise wants a girlfriend, they will find Tom Cruise a girlfriend. He is, I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta remember, Tom Cruise is, is, for whatever fucking reason, I've never quite figured out, he is a huge movie star. Yeah, yeah. Same, by the way. I, I really, <laughs> I really don't, he's not, he's not even. He's got a weird smile. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, he's a huge movie star. So he's a great ambassador for this for for Scientology, right? And they lean heavily on their celebrity ambassadors, very heavily. His connection with Scientology is the most famous thing about it for me, as someone who doesn't know anything about it. 
about of Scientology. Yeah. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Well, they, when I they, think Scientology, I instantly right. think Tom Cruise. And they know that that's that they're that's that's yeah. why they are so invested. And in there's him. something deceiving about the name. I was speaking to a couple of friends the other day, and I mentioned we're going to do worse cults. I was like, oh, we might do Scientology as one of the topics, and they're like, why is Scientology a cult? And like, I probed them further, and their understanding, just based off the name, is like, oh, I'm anti-religion, Scientology, science. It's a religion based around science. You would think. But it's based around science fiction. Yeah, essentially, that's where the founder came from. But it is... I mean, fucking Xenu and Phaeton sounds quite <laughs> sci-fi to me. That's exactly what it is. But it is almost alarming to hear that, like... I mean, I think... Every, I, I, in my head, I thought everyone knew Scientology was a cult. But it is still odd to hear that people, like, think Scientology is just anti-religion in a sense like I don't believe in religion I just believe science which is still I mean that could also be a potential draw is like well I guess I'm not super religious what else is there Xenu is what's there yeah it sounds like they have no basis in science though it's just the name well you have this you have this super fancy machine you hook up to for this for these sessions okay yeah 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 and keep in mind this was this was started in the 50s so that's pretty advanced um, yeah, yeah, you've got, you got wires going back and forth, like needles going back and forth, man. Yeah, that's, that's what more do you, what more do you need, bro? Jesus, let's. Uh, I wonder, was there just like someone who hooked the wire into a machine and was like, hold on to that, and then was like, ah, I know what this means. Beatons. This needle you see here, the wires doing their thing. <laughs> you got aliens in your soul, kid. That's the problem. That's your problem. But just... we can fix you for twenty thousand dollars. I mean, that's that's so that's essentially what it is, right? It's it, it is it is a it is a business run by one man for his profit that is treated like a church. Are they a danger to people who aren't Scientologists? Are they a danger to the wider world, or is it just a money making scheme that if you choose to enter it, well, more they they are a danger in the sense that they are still actively recruiting, yeah, and they are a danger in the sense that if you speak out against them, they will come after you. Uh, with their masses of people and basically unlimited money. Yeah. I mean, Louis Thoreau did a, did, well, tried, I'm sure he did, made a documentary about Scientology, but then a lot of his documentary is the process of documenting them and him being followed, being harassed. Like, they were aware that he was looking into him and then they were sending people out to harass him, to threaten him, to get him to stop his investigation into the church. I mean, if you're, if you're, this sounds terrible because nobody likes those door to door people who are like, can I talk to you about Jesus for a minute? Yeah. You, you have those in the UK and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we got them. At least they believe in what they are. Yeah. They would be happy to tell you what they believe. Yeah. Right. Because they truly believe it. Because they truly believe it and they feel like if they can explain it to you, you will be saved You'll too. see the light. Right. Scientologists seem to feel the opposite, that we need to suck you in through, through the undertow. We can't actually show you what we believe because we all, we, we all know that you won't believe it because <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And, yeah. uh, and like that's, they, 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 they're not upfront about their beliefs because they, they themselves have to at some level know it's nuts and they won't sign up for documentaries because they, again, they know they suck and if they show you, you will know. What sort of church doesn't want any publicity? A church that's doing fucked up things. Thanks for listening, guys. Please be sure to tune in when we talk about the Jonestown Massacre.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Worst of the Worst Pod and on Twitter at Worst of Worst Pod. We're also on TikTok and other social media platforms. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time.